First off, I'd like to say congratulations. You are in at the beginning of something amazing. I'm about to show you something that's amazing. You guys want to see something amazing? Yes, I want to see something amazing. Yeah. What is it? So amazing. amazing. Whoa, amazing! What are you waiting for? I don't know. Something amazing, I guess. Something amazing. We gift each other the gift of facts. We found facts that we think each other will enjoy. I've got an animal fact. It's all about cockatoos eating something weird. I have a robot fact that's about an underdog robot against radiation. <laughs> uh, also, I've got a story of a robot that is messing with email scammers. And scientists have recently discovered an entire new species of animal. It's all amazing. It's all here on Something, something Amazing. amazing. Hello and welcome to Something, Something Amazing. Amazing. Uh, I'm Amberly Carl. I'm Matt Saracini. This is the show in which we go about our lives and we find facts <laughs> and tidbits and stories and then we bring them together in a podcast format with the only rule being it must be Something, Something Amazing. Amazing. So concise. Well done. I mean, what are we on? Episode 103? Uh, this is 23 something. something. Feels like a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I quite enjoy this, um, doing this podcast. Uh, number one, I get to learn lots of new facts. Number two, I think it's very good for our friendship. It is. I don't think we would normally hang out weekly. So this podcast has certainly forced us into a uh, close friendship. Our friendship could have been dead and buried by now. <laughs> Here we are. And speaking of friendship. Flourishing. Uh, through, due, due to our, our short pre-podcast conversation, yes. I think uh, we've given each other a few gifts yeah. This episode? Yeah, because I well, you said to me first that I've got a fact for you, and you said it like that, which yeah. is kind of that's weird. a good impression of me. And, <laughs> and then, and then this is my impression of you. Oh yeah, uh, me too. Because <laughs> I've got an animal fact this week, and I've week. got a robot fact. Now, did you come across this robot fact in your day to day life, and you were just like, oh, wonderful? Matt has helped me appreciate the wonderfulness of technology and science. I think whilst I was looking for facts, I came across this fact. It wasn't just in my normal life. Yeah. I was searching, but I was like, like I do come across robot facts sometimes and I'm like, these are boring. <laughs> but this one, I was like, this is cool. Do you normally think my robot facts are boring? I don't think your robot facts are boring. Okay. I think your robot facts are great. Okay, I think your animal facts are great. So. Okay, because <laughs> I also have an animal fact today. Okay, good. Because I have an animal fact for you today. Which I, can I start with mine? Because I'm so excited excited about it. About the robot been, one? No, about the animal oh, okay. one. And I've been so excited to talk about it for so long. Because I'm excited but about it. But last week we did an octopus episode. Make sure you listen to the octopus episode. Very good, good stuff. Yes. But um, I really wanted to say this one last week and yeah. I've, been, I've, been, I've, been, I've been so excited. Okay, right. Let her rip. Okay. So, oh my goodness. Recent discoveries in the animal kingdom have found a new species of orangutan. A whole new great ape. Wait, how did they miss this? Okay, so orangutans are quite shy and um, there's only about 800 of these left. So unless you're out looking for an orangutan, you're not really likely to find it because they're arboreal, so they're in the trees, they're shy. Um, I love orangs, by the way. So 
These orangs are, are like pretty similar to normal orangs, except they have frizzier hair. <laughs> so they look slightly <laughs> so they, less cute. They got perms. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like they've always got like a constant state of bedhead. They're from Netflix Glow. Oh yeah, okay, very good. <laughs> <laughs> is that how they describe them? Is that the scientific like description of these? Bearded and frizzy head. It is. No, I mean they didn't say bedhead. They didn't say bedhead. No, that was I I, I threw that in. <laughs> That's you doing science. Um. So uh, it's called the uh. Tapanuli orangutan, and there's less than 800 individuals left. So it's a whole new great ape. So they were found in Indonesia and um, they were comparing its skeleton and genomes with other orangutan species, um, like normal normal orangutans, um, and realized they were different. And the reason they started looking for them was that um, there were accounts penned by Dutch explorers in the early 1900s of these... Um, frizzy head. Of these frizzy head bearded, like, because the females have beards as well, flatter face and their canine teeth are wider. But unfortunately, there's only 800 left and they're about to build... And they have, like, about 1,000 square kilometres of habitat and they're about to build this huge hydro plant in this in, in their habitat. So they're probably going to be, in like, extinct really what? really soon so we've just found them ship them up to some zoos they don't do that anymore they don't catch animals in the wild and put them in zoos that's seen as as kind of cruel what do they do then well the animals in zoos have been like they, they were probably caught in the, the like the 70s and now they live in zoos and they've bred they don't really catch animals in the wild to, to have them in captivity so zoos are a lie then you're not really seeing like animals from the wild you're seeing wild animals well they're not wild they're in a zoo well, some of them, like, if they were caught in the 70s, they were wild. But if they're, like, second or third generation, aren't they, like, domesticated? It's like, no. here's a dog. No. <laughs> anyway. He's a dog lion. They are the eighth great ape. Yeah. So, it's humans, eastern and western gorillas, chimpanzees, bonobos, and the Sumatran and Bornean orangutans. I like that, just the thought of so, someone reading this old Dutch journal and going... Being like... Let's go. Let's see if we can or spot one. Or just being one. like, I did. I think that orangutans aren't that frizzy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is a different type. Now, there is a bit of debate over whether they are a whole new species because they are sort of just like different orangs. Yeah. Um, but I th- I think it's still very cool. What makes something a whole new species? Well, how, how different does it have to be? Look, you're asking questions <laughs> yeah. that are definitely over my pay grade. Yeah. Can you just ask one of the keepers at the zoo and get back to me? <laughs> but can you, can you believe unique? that? No. They found a whole new species of great ape. There's only 800 of them left. They're, they're going to be the, probably the first to be extinct, and we've just found them. It's like Pluto. Do you know what I love about animal news is when um, something that is quite old is like, oh, my God, shiny new. Like when people find a new dinosaur or find that they were yeah, covered, brand in, new. <laughs> covered in feathers instead of skin. Oh, my God, guys, dinosaur news. And, the, and these are always like, I've, I've, been, I've been living since, since you were before you were born. Is that okay? Cool. (laughs) Um, A whole new great ape. That's amazing. That is amazing. That is amazing. I I would love to see a picture of one if you have one. Yeah, I'll I'll bring one up. They are (laughs) a bit uglier than normal orangs. But to be fair, in all the articles I read, they never really pick the like... The nicest photo it's them like snarling or, or like but, something less cute well, they've never seen humans before except for in the 1900s yeah, so they're probably like, and they were like Dutch humans so they were a bit different <laughs> that sounds bad yeah I guess that's racist isn't it <laughs> so see their hair is kind of frizzier that just looks like an orangutan well, look at their me. hair it's all sticking up it just looks like an orangutan yeah they're, they're very similar to orangs 
That's why there's debate over whether it is a new species. But they have a different skull shape and the females are able to grow beards and their hair is like a different, like made of different stuff. This one here looks like the one from War of Planet of the Apes, which I watched on the plane yesterday. Oh, Andy Circus. No, that's the main one. That's Caesar. Oh. And this was his friend. Uh, if you've seen it, it's the one who has like a moon for a face. Is that like an orangutan? Yeah, so a uh, orangutan, if you're a dominant male, you'll get these like flanges yeah. on the side of your face. Yeah. So that mean, that would mean he's the dominant male. Wait, so if you are born the dominant male, you mm. get extra stuff on your face? No, it's like, so say like a silverback gorilla, yeah. it'll start as a blackback gorilla. And if it starts being the leader, suddenly it'll start having like a silverback and a sagittal crest. Like It's like a testosterone thing or something where they just change how they look completely. Based on them being based a on them social being the leader. leader, it's not based on how they were born. It's based on whether they have a group they're leading. Suddenly, they get like a a, a a burst of testosterone, and they completely change how they look. How does the body know that? I don't know. Apes are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That is incredible. Like, I don't even think scientists know. They change how they look. Yeah. So, we have we had um, these baboons at the zoo and their leader died. And so, these two boys were sort of fighting to be the leader. And so, they both sort of grew these, these um, their bottoms grew and they got these like shaggy coats. They both grew into like what looks like dominant males. And now one has won and the other one is like has failed. So, he's going to stay looking like that and he can never be a part of the group again because he grew into like this dominant male looking like baboon so he can never be a part of the troop anymore so what does he do now he's oh he's got a couple of girls and he just sort of hangs out with his little group yeah the rejects yeah they are the rejects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah animals are amazing that's why i'm always doing animal facts do you want my animal fact now or do you want my no usual- you throw in is your other one a robot fact yeah, it is. yeah throw in your robot one we'll okay. go we'll go we'll flip flop start with what we know have you ever got like um one of those emails that are clearly a scam yeah like bad grammar it's like you've won a million dollars hello my name is melania trump you've got 13 (laughs) million dollars in a trust account yeah there's this group in new zealand it's like an online safety group like so imagine constable care yeah but like for they sound really lame net safety uh they they seem like people who like come to your school and they're like oh boy bullying is definitely not cool (laughs) exactly you're like you're not cool and then everyone bullies them so if they're about online safety, can you guess what their name is? Pass weird. <laughs> that's, that's not even close. Uh, that's more, give me a clue. Give me a clue. That's more creative than what clue, they're called. Clue, they're about safety on the net. Safe net. Net safe. <laughs> this online it's not safety. Not even a pun. Nonprofit group in New Zealand called Net Safe built this thing called Rescan. Wait, wouldn't it be like Net Safe? <laughs> <laughs> That's racist. You can do accents. Still racist. <laughs> and so basically they have built an AI bot that messes with email scammers for as long as possible. Whoa, I thought these guys weren't cool, but actually <laughs> they're kind of awesome. So the best thing is anybody can do this. If you get one of those scam emails, you just forward it to me at rescam.org yeah. and, and the robot takes over and starts messing with the scammers That's and stringing so cool. them along for as long as possible. So here's some things. Rescam can take on multiple personas imitating human tendencies, including with humor and grammatical errors <laughs> and can engage with infinite scammers all at once, meaning that it can continue an email conversation for as long as possible. So there's no end to this because it's a robot. Because isn't, get bored. isn't most scam things kind of automatic? made it anyway no like, are you actually talking to a human when you're being scammed it's usually someone from a poor country that yeah. is like 
I guess the initial emails will be automated, like, but there's someone still written them. That's why they're so bad. bad. Someone's still written them and then they um, go to as many people as possible. So yeah. it probably just goes A at gmail.com, B at gmail.com, right. C at gmail.com, and so on and so forth until it gets to Amberly at gmail.com. I almost said your email address. <laughs> Uh, it's Amberly is cool with a K sixty nine at gmail.com. Gotta throw in that sixty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually if you want to email us or scam us, hello something amazing at gmail.com. Scam away. We'll just send it to this bot. <laughs> yeah. Rescam will now turn the tables on the scammers by wasting their time and ultimately damage the profits. Here's a typical scam email, like, you know, saying you're the beneficiary, please send us your contact details and bank details and we'll be able to put in your, your money that you're in. And the scammer, they say this is all automatic, has gone, hello, thanks for getting back to me. I'm happy to provide you with the details you requested, but I'm a wee bit nervous Aww. that I might accidentally send them to someone I can't trust. Can you please confirm with me your email address so I can memorize it? <laughs> like, it's just a bit off, but also it's like completely a automatic. Wee bit. <laughs> a wee it's bit? It's so nervous. cute. And then so the scammer, like this is now an actual person who's wasting their time, is like, oh, yes, sure, here's my email address, yep. blah, 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 blah. And then the, the robots responded again going, okay, that makes sense. How soon can I expect to receive these funds? I owe a pretty significant amount of money to Reader's Digest and what? need to pay them back before they take legal action. What? So just like these odd details. And That's then it so funny. just goes on and on and on and on. And the scam is just talking to this robot. Reader's Digest? <laughs> no, to be fair, Reader's Digest are a brutal corporation. Oh, they will take you down. They have their heavies knocking on doors, <laughs> busting kneecaps. Uh, so me at rescam.org forward your scam emails there That's for robot to take amazing. over. amazing. I, I, I can't wait to get a scam email okay. just to do that. Robot fact. Robot, robot fact. Robot, robot fact. fact. Let me find my robot fact. <laughs> okay. So you've heard of uh, Fukushima disaster in Japan? <laughs> this is not a cheery start, but yes, I have. The to nuclear be fair, disaster. it's not a cheery fact. <laughs> okay. Is it amazing, though? <laughs> it's amazing. Okay. Uh, so it forced 160,000 people to evacuate. Yeah. So it was a serious disaster. Get out. Um, and the cleanup has been a bit of a nightmare. Um, they the the, uh, the Japanese didn't want to build a Chernobyl style what they call sarcophagus around the plant, so instead they opted for other methods to study, contain, and eventually clean up the site. Do you know what I heard is that in Japan, and this is just makes me go, oh my god, Japanese culture. Yeah. Um, in Japan, old people were volunteering to go into the oh. cleaner. Because they're, they're like, we're old. That's... Okay. Well, this... Okay. So, that's just sad, but this is better than that. Okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah, obviously, the debris and the reactors are very dangerous to humans mm. and old people. Um, so, they've taken to fighting this radiate, radiation-related disaster with robots. Yes. Send them in. They don't so, care about ro- <laughs> radiation. They've been using... They probably love it. Especially like a battery. <laughs> Sorry. They haven't loved it. Um, they've been using <laughs> specially equipped robots with names like Scorpion and Warrior. Oh, um, seems like a movie. Yeah. So, and it's it's, it's kind of Wally if you think about it. Like yeah. they sent in these robots to clean up the mess, and um, but unfortunately, the disaster is winning. The robot missions keep failing. And the radio- radiation levels keep blasting them and breaking their systems. Uh. So the radiation is winning against 
the robots. Come on, robots, you can do it. <laughs> uh, it says the um, area has already devoured at least seven robots and authorities devoured. are starting to get pretty desperate. Oh. But fortunately, there's a chance that they're still going to win against this radiation. What's the robot? Um, What's the super robot called? New robot called Little Sunfish. <laughs> okay, not it's, as threatening as I thought well, it was. Well, it's sad. an unassuming looking swimming robot. Okay. That's managed to navigate the radiation area. On top, yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, it's, it's even been able to so far locate some of the radioactive fuel. Yeah. And it hasn't been destroyed by the radiation. And they think they, they might win the fight with Little Sunfish. Good on you, Little Sunfish. Not Go. Scorpion and Warrior. No. They were blasted. Yeah. But the, Little Sunfish their might come and save the day. Are in there still in the blast zone. I just love the idea of like a little swimming swimming robot as well. <laughs> but it does make did. me think so much of Wally. Yeah. Like the Wally's there like compacting the trash every day and um, we're, we're just hoping, hoping he'll save planet Earth. Sometimes Sometimes I wonder if when robots surpass human intelligence and there's one robot who's kind of like the lead robot and he's gone, hey, I wonder how humans have treated robots in the past <laughs> and just sees those Boston Dynamic videos. Have you ever seen them with the, the, the like robots that look like dogs? They're, they're, they're very oh, scary they're like robots. Oh, and push them down. Yeah. yeah, and they take sticks and sometimes they just hit these robots to the ground. Yeah. So I can imagine the lead robot just watching that video going. Yeah, that would be like in the movie that the robots have made. That would be like in the opening footage so you hate the humans. Yeah, and then it would be like Nazi footage at the beginning, but it would be of all humans. And then we're seeing like the live video feed from Scorpion and him just going like, it's too hot, get me out. And they're like, get in there. And like, no, please. You're worth nothing. Why was I programmed to feel? So- <laughs> no, but then but what I love looking is that like robot um, footage from like even a few years ago yeah. where they do things like they'll push them over and they just fall or they'll try and go up some stairs and they'll just fall. Now they're amazing, but like... A few years ago, they were pretty funny. Yeah, like robot competitions, and they're like all tethered, so they have to like have an umbilical cord to like their batteries and their their operators and stuff. And they're trying to walk upstairs, and then they get stuck on the cord and fall over. There's this robot we have at work um, that does Tai Chi. Uh, yeah, it does. Like you say, do Tai Chi and it like does all these slow oh, movements. And that's then this so sweet. Tai Chi soundtrack plays. It's actually from Japan, this robot. Um, well, aren't most robots? But um, when you had the cord plugged in, like the charging cord, yeah. uh, it messes up its flow and it just <laughs> trips over and falls. And when it hits the ground, it goes, ow. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they program that here? It's like, it's some kind of thing is that to say like, oh, my, your motor's moved in the wrong direction or something like Ow. that. Ow. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> and then it doesn't move for 30 minutes. Oh, I want to meet your robot. Yeah, it's good now. That's so sweet. Yeah, you can program it to do anything. There is something so like naive and sweet about robots though. Hello, I love you. <laughs> like, like Bibu with his little marimba, <laughs> or this guy. I'm a wee bit nervous. Yeah. About my readers' digest. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, you ready? But for that's it? amazing, right? That is so amazing, it's, and it's so Japanese. Like, it's, obviously, yeah, Fukushima, very. very terrible disaster. Yes. But then using robots to fight the radiation and the radiation winning, and then little sunfish coming in as the underdog to save save Japan. Look, is the Radiation is destroying the robots, so I'm I'm glad they're not sending old people. Yeah, in to do that, was, that. that was the right choice. Yeah, I think so. Um, but that's I think the thing about Japan, like as a 
as a culture is they're all about like community rather than they're about the individual. Like we're very about the individual, but they just want to do what's best right. for the community. That's how they're brought up. And it's very That's much- That's why they're so polite. So like- And it's very much about respecting your elders as well. Oh, so that goes the, against- <laughs> Well, no, I guess for the elders to then put their hands up and go like, right. we have all this respect. Mad respect. Yeah. So we are going to sacrifice ourselves in the fiery hell of, of that That disaster. not even scorpion or warrior can withstand. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, what a disaster. Anyway. Uh, animal fact. Animal fact. Animal fact. fact. Um, so, do you know much about the yellow-crested cockatoos? Not really. So, I went camping recently, like, on the border of New South Wales and Victoria. Mm-hmm. And, like, at 6 a.m. in the morning, you woke up to this just... Ah! <laughs> ah! The, the most horrible screeching sound <laughs> Um, and, and it's just, it seems to it's be It's so like, funny because some birds are like beautiful songs, like there's bellbirds and they're all lovely. And then some birds are just like it just, screams of the, the pained children. It sounded like it was hurting its throat. And the other thing that was weird is it seemed to be an everything is okay alarm. Like it was just like, <laughs> ah, ah, and we're all just sitting there going, okay, how how lovely I this camp is. the sun is. came up again. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just swooping the trees. Uh, I was like, are they, like, signalling us? Are they trying to be like, get out of here? Right. Yeah, this or they're is just my like, zone. hello, I want to be your friend. I'm an abomination. <laughs> anyway, uh, these things are causing havoc uh, on the on a broadband connection because <laughs> they're basically chewing through the steel braid wires that are, like, the backbone of the NBN. That's not food. (laughs) So, so it's already cost 80 grand on our uh, $36 billion network, which I guess is just a drop in the ocean when you put it in those kind of terms. But apparently they're just like constantly sharpening their beaks and as a result will just attack and tear apart anything they come across. Because that will help them sharpen their beak? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, it's like, and apparently this is new as well. Like, they've never done this before. Like, they usually yeah, because I was going to say, like, once you've eaten one cable, surely you're, surely you're like, oh, that wasn't that delicious for me. <laughs> no, they love it. <laughs> they, they keep going back for more because, yeah, apparently they just usually, like, strip bark off trees or go for wood to sharpen their beaks, but now they've like, got this, <laughs> this is awesome, far superior. awesome floss. <laughs> It's going to work really well. And this network as well, this MBN, is already a disaster. Yeah. Like, the rollout's been really slow. Nobody's happy with the MBN. It's not as fast as it was supposed to be. And now they've got cockatoos just eating it for lunch as well. I love this quote too. Unfortunately, they've developed a liking to our cables. These birds are unstoppable when in a swarm. (laughs) But they could use it as, like, an advertising technique. They're like... Our cables are such high quality. Yeah. Cockatoos can't keep away from them. Well, they started adding protective casing to it to try and protect it. But Did that work? Or was it even yummy of the old <laughs> cockatoo beak? Yum, plastic. is like <laughs> the joy of taking a wrapper off a chocolate bar. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Which is such a joy. Especially in a... Um Theater. No, that's annoying. Cause See, what happens is people realise how loud it is in the quiet and so they go as slow as possible mm. as to elongate the noise. <laughs> I work in the theatre, so I'm very familiar. Have you ever shushed anyone? No, I'm very polite. I love a shush. Do you? Oh, of course. I sometimes will do like a little side eye, like just, just so you're aware I'm aware of you making this noise, but I've never actually shushed someone. My favourite is to turn around in your seat and look back. It's just like... Oh. 
Well, today I was on the tram, sidetrack, but the boy in front of me put his feet up on the chair, um, like on my chair that I was sitting on. Did you look at him? No, I was too scared. I was so taken aback by it. It seemed like such a, uh, like a dominance move or something. How old was he? I reckon he was like 20. Kids these days. Yeah. And then he leant forward and like his hand touched my thigh. It was a very odd situation. I'm sorry, what? Very glad for when he left. This sounds awful. Yeah. I guess it was a bit awful <laughs> in retrospect, but I didn't stand up for myself, so... Well, yeah, um, but also he shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. But also... It's just such a weird thing to do. Who thinks to do that? Who thinks to put their feet on the seat someone's sitting on? Also, um, just quickly before we go as well, uh, I got an update as well. You know how I love talking about... Um, Is it an update about a dog and therefore a pup date? No, unfortunately not this time. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Just hoping for a puppy doesn't, story. Doesn't feel okay. Um, so, you know how I love talking about how robots are doing human tasks? Yeah. Um, so, trips to the dentist are never fun. Oh, but- yeah. I just booked in a dentist appointment. Um, yesterday. Really? I haven't had a dentist appointment in about a decade, I think. That's um, not well, that's not good being adult. Yeah. <laughs> do do go for teeth. But I'm just like afraid of all the shade they're going to throw at me because yeah, they'll be like- Yeah, you're going to get so much shade. Did I tell you the last time I went to the dentist, he was like, what kind of, of music do you like? And yeah. I was like, I like the music of Stephen Sondheim. And then he, he sat down next to me and he says- Nothing's gonna harm you, not while I'm around, before he went into my mouth. Which is a good dentist-related song, I guess. No, it's not. Yeah, because he's saying, don't worry, I'm gonna look That's, after you. Have, you. have you seen Sweeney Todd? That's oh, the yeah. opposite <laughs> meaning in the, in the show. I have seen Sweeney Todd. She's actually. not gonna... Sh- actually, no, Toby does want to look after. But when Mrs. Lovett sings it back, yeah. she's not She's not she's being... She has kill. bad intent. Yeah, she's... She just loves thirsty, Sweeney, and that's all she wants. Thirsty for blood. Um, wait. Thirsty for love. Did Sondheim write Sweeney Todd? Yeah. Oh. But it's like operatic. Yeah, it's an operetta. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah, no, I've seen it twice. The movie or the, no, the live. show? No, live. Oh, good. Live. Yeah, great. I saw it, so the first time <laughs> I saw it was on our year 12 drama trip to Melbourne. So, yeah. we went from Perth to Melbourne. Right. And we did some workshops at MTC, which Ooh. was like very cool. Uh, and one of the shows we saw was Sweeney Todd. Nice. And it was like- Did you enjoy it? I loved it. Try Pirelli's Magical Elixir. <laughs> Love that You'd be a great um, Toby. Oh, that is- Kind, <laughs> I think. He's like, he's naive and youthful and he's sweet. Thanks. That's a compliment. But a little bit slow. Okay. And then the second time was recently when um, this guy who has a voice like this was Sweeney Todd. I think his like, name is like Teddy Tahu Rhodes or oh, something like that. I didn't see that production. Do you know, do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I know Teddy Tahu. He does have that voice. It's very, it's like you're, you're almost, I feel like your ears don't like perceive the low notes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, so, it's like a subsonic bass coming yeah. from a human. Um, so, yeah, I have seen Sweeney Todd. Anyway. Oh, there you go. Dentists. So, in China, about 400 million people need implants, but there aren't enough dentists to cover them. There's so many people in China. Because, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to be the next superpower if they aren't already. Anyway, there aren't enough- That's why Kevin Rudd learnt Mandarin. Yeah, that's why um, Mark Zuckerberg learnt Mandarin as well. And if you go, like, to China and speak- uh, Mandarin, everyone's like, wow, do business with us. No, it's probably more complicated than that. Uh, <laughs> uh, hello to all our Chinese listeners. There's none of you. There's none of you because nobody emailed in at hello something amazing at gmail.com. Also, there's a giant firewall. Um, okay, so there's not enough 
Dentists. There's only uh, one million dentists for 400 million people needing implants. So that means they'd have to do what? 400 people each? Yeah, if they worked hard enough and believed in themselves. <laughs> uh, so it's not surprising that Chinese are pioneering robot dentists <laughs> and have carried out the first trial of a dental implant by a no, robot. But the scary thing about the dentist is that it's like someone's in your mouth, you feel vulnerable. But if it's a robot, I would be, I, I don't know, I don't know. The robot was set up by humans in a position relative to the patient's head and the human dentist programmed the information about where exactly the implant needed to be inserted. There after the robot did the work on his own the procedure took about an hour and the dentist validated that the implant was done with high precision now my mind turns to the human guinea pig in this chair like you <laughs> have like a, the first one you have a bunch of like humans programming where this this robot scissor <laughs> arm is going to mouth. attack and they're probably saying things like now don't move a muscle <laughs> <laughs> this thing's hard to stop <laughs> uh, and so he's sitting there and then like the procedure happens and then you have the agonizing weight of the dentist checking the work going yeah that's good or like what if they looked in and was just like Uh-oh. oh dear i'd prefer to go to the dentist from little shop of horrors I've seen I that prefer too. Steve Martin to be my dentist. You know, I was um, in year 11. Oh, here we go. In the school production of Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, cute. Who'd you play? The lighting guy. I did the lighting. Oh, so you weren't in the show. <laughs> no, it was a year 10 and below musical. Oh, okay. But I did date How Audrey. Oh. Yeah. The leading lady. That seems so weird to boast about now. <laughs> yeah, dating a, a person in, <laughs> in high school. school. <laughs> I dated the lead of the under year 10 musical. <laughs> I was in year 11, just to be super clear. <laughs> there. Um, okay, uh, that's it. Hey, Matt Saracen. Yes, Emily Carl. What do you recommend? I recommend spending some time engaging with scammers just to <laughs> to see how long you can string them along for. Or even just sending it through to that. Send to it the to robot. the robot. Send it through to, I hope the robot like BCCs you into the that responses so you can see how it's going. <laughs> um, I recommend uh, trusting in the underdog. Just just because something's called warrior or scorpion doesn't necessarily it's gonna gonna beat the little sunfish. No, exactly. Believe in little sunfish. I recommend going camping and then just waking up to the gentle sounds of yellow crested cockatoos. recommend uh, just looking back on some Dutch papers from the 1900s. Yeah, just have a You look. never know what you're going to find. You might find a whole new species of great ape. Uh, I recommend uh, leaving us a five-star uh, review. What are you saying? Are you, do you uh, mean a, a fiver? A fiver. Leave us a fiver. Um, send us an email mm-hmm. if you want. Hello something amazing at gmail.com. Uh, we'll read it out no matter what it says. Guaranteed. Yeah, that's... I guarantee. Guaranteed. This is mainly uh, focused at you, Suze, who said my impression of her giving feedback was not entirely accurate. I'm giving you the right of reply if you email hello something amazing at gmail.com. Hi, Suze. <laughs> it's so awkward between us right now. <laughs> and I apologise. Uh, anyway, have a great week. Bye, Emily. Bye, Mazzarini. Bye, Emily.